0: Hello everyone, you are now tuning into Armlad Podcast, I'm your host the Armlet himself and today I would like to once and for all put an end to the whole myth that love needs no reason. Now I'm not saying that it is just a myth that I'm going to debunk, but there is a lot of myths and mysteries surrounding it that I would like to peel and discuss and uncover. Now I know many of you have asked your partner at one point, why do you love me? And I know for a fact that many of you have received various answers to the same effect, such as, I don't need a reason to love you, or I don't know why, I just do, or I just can't help myself but to love you, or any other version of that. And I know for a fact as well that most of you have probably heard that it is indeed the right answer, that love shouldn't need a reason because then if they love you for a reason, then they would leave once the reason is no longer there. But I'll raise you this, if they don't need a reason to love you, then they wouldn't need a reason to leave you either, now would they? So does that mean love needs a reason? Well, you see, the answer is not quite as simple. I think we can all agree that everyone deserves love. Various religion talks about how you should be kind to everyone, to always be compassionate because everyone deserves love. Buddhists even go so far as to say, not kill any living being. This includes the ever annoying mosquitoes or the disgusting creature known as cockroaches. No offense to any cockroach fans out there, um, it's just not my thing. And I'm pretty sure you've also heard the quote, be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Now if we want to get technical on this. Abraham Maslow, Hierarchy of Needs, that talks about basic human needs in terms of levels or tiers, says that the most basic need is physiological needs, which is food, water, air, shelter, things like that. And once those needs are fulfilled or taken care of, we can begin to focus on the next level, which is safety. Things like physical safety, emotional safety, financial security, and then to the next level, which is love and belonging. Connection, intimacy. And once those are met, we can go to esteem, which is self esteem and confidence, and then slowly but surely work towards self actualization, which is basically the pinnacle of human potential. Carl Rogers posits that in order for growth to happen, in order to help people to self actualize, we as counselors, and I say we because I think at this point I'm allowed to say that I'm officially a counsellor now, but that's beside the point. We, as counsellors, need to give unconditional positive regard. And I mean unconditional. It's not to say that regardless of who is sitting in front of us, we have to agree with everything they say or that we have to like them or love them. The truth is, sometimes a counsellor might refer you to someone else due to conflict of interest. Because it would be immensely difficult for victims of abuse to even sit with, let alone empathize with perpetrators of abuse. Even if someone could, they would undoubtedly has put in months or even years of healing. And not the kind of healing where you go on vacation to Bali and get shit-faced drunk for the umpteenth time. Healing is an ugly and painful process. For me, the best way to visualize it is... Yes, getting shot would most likely hurt like fuck, but removing the bullet, cleaning the wound, and stitching it back up will probably hurt just as much, if not more. The difference is, when healing from things such as trauma and whatnot, you don't usually get anesthesia. Though, In a sense, hypnotherapy can kind of be seen as a form of anesthesia, but also not really because I think feeling the pain is an important part of healing those invisible scars. So technically, you're kind of not supposed to use anesthesia in the first place. Oh, and not to mention, there's still months of recovery afterwards, which even after the pain has subsided, you would still feel some level of discomfort. You might not get your full range of motion back quite yet, that is, if you're ever getting them back. However, regardless of the person sitting in front of us, be it a killer, a pedophile, or even a rapist, we need to hold a positive view of them. Heck, I'm the rapist. Oh wait, I'm a therapist, sorry. Either way, right? We need to treat them with respect. Dignity with compassion and trust that they are not only capable of doing good but also being good. Because even the worst of people deserve love. We deserve love not because we are pretty or smart or kind, we deserve love simply because we exist. Now, before I go any further. I'm not saying that this is the objective truth or that you have to agree with me. I do understand that this can be a rather hard pill to swallow. In addition to that, there are a myriad of other views and beliefs that disagrees with this notion. So if this does not resonate with you, feel free to disagree. However, though I do agree with this notion, my perspective and perhaps even yours don't really matter in this discussion because we are talking about the idea behind the saying love is needs no reason. And yes, technically speaking, there is no real way of proving that this is indeed what is meant by whoever coined the phrase. This is simply my understanding of it based on my own beliefs. So feel free to disagree. Feel free to interpret this however you want. I'm just sharing you my perspective based on what I know today. Who knows? I might make another episode on this one day talking about how wrong I was. Anyhow... I believe that the idea behind love needs no reason is because regardless of who you are and what you did and whatever reason anyone may have for loving you, it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you deserve love, which means I don't need a reason to love you because you deserve to be loved. I can have one. Heck, I can have multiple reasons to love you. But I don't need them because I don't need a reason to love you. But if everyone is just as deserving of love, that means that I don't need a reason to love anyone or everyone. There's the idea of being kind and compassionate to everyone, right? We are meant to be loving. We are meant to be loved. It is simply in our nature. Thus, if you believe in the idea that love needs no reason, then there really is no reason for you not to be loving and compassionate to anyone and everyone. And if you're not, if you're only ever sweet to that one person who just so happens to be also sweet to you, no offense, but I call bullshit. Which also means that if you hate your exes or simply no longer care about them or love them, well, that kind of just goes to show how last thing that love with that reason of yours truly is, doesn't it? On the other hand, if you do indeed believe that love needs no reason and you are indeed loving and kind to just about anyone, which also includes yourself by the way, that means you have to have a reason to choose your partner, no? Because if you can, and perhaps even should, love everyone, then how do we choose who to marry? Certainly not the person you love, because that would be a lot of people. Now one can argue that you choose the person you love who also loves you back. Then again, in an ideal situation, your partner would ascribe to the same belief, and so any two people can be in love, really. So again, there must be a reason for choosing your partner. Thus then, therefore, if your partner chooses to marry you because they love you and says that love needs no reason, well, sorry, not sorry, but I call bullshit. No offense to anyone, I'm full of shit myself, so it's all fair game. But my point is, I think that we need to know the reason why we choose to marry someone. Love is but a prerequisite. You can't be in the game if you are not capable of love. Other than that, at least in my opinion, it's all about our values. What we look for in a partner, what we value in a relationship. Personally, I value connection, authenticity, genuineness, vulnerability. That's why I'm a counselor. That's why I gravitate towards people who hold the same value. That's why I tend to fall for people who are unapologetically themselves. And sometimes that means I fall in love with them because they did something hilarious at the most inappropriate timing. It's like falling in love with the most embarrassing person at a wedding, or worse, a funeral. Not that it ever happened, but you get the picture. It's a pretty weird reasoning to fall for someone, especially if you look at it at a surface level. Also, like most people, I value the things I don't have. Things like discipline, or organizational skills, or joy, or the will to live. Not to say that I want to die, but if you know me, I'm a rather melancholic person. I'm quite reserved and often silent or even soft-spoken, not that I am incapable of being loud and fun and energizing, it's just that my natural resting state is on the other side of the spectrum. So I value someone who is on the side of the spectrum that is in direct opposition to mine. That way, not only that they are different from me, but they are complementary to me. The same way colors that are in direct opposition to one another complements each other that's why we call it complementary color combinations so yes love is unconditional and perhaps that is how it should be but relationship should never be unconditional there has to be logic to that decision there has to be rhyme to your reason you are free to choose whatever logic or a line of reasoning that makes sense to you I simply choose to align with my values because that seems to be the most logical reasoning to make that decision for me. Though I couldn't exactly say that it has served me well because my values have changed quite a bit over the years and I think it will continue to change over the years and I couldn't simply change partners every time my values change now, could I? I think that in a world full of impermanence where everything is temporary and fleeting the fact that marriages could last at all is a miracle thus i think most importantly i would like to be with someone who truly understands what it means to have something as permanent as that in a world where nothing is though if i'm being completely honest marriages are probably only as permanent as a permanent marker meaning that it's simply permanent until someone decides to erase it. It's not impossible, anyone can probably do it, it merely takes quite the effort. But someone who truly understands what it means to have something as permanent as marriage or love in a world full of impermanence, they would understand just how temporary these moments of sadness or anger or disappointments could be in comparison. And that would give them the ability to hit the pause button in the middle of an intense and heated argument simply to say, Hey, I just would like to remind you that despite all this, I still love you. Also, I'm hungry. Can we order something before we continue? It doesn't seem wise to argue with an empty stomach. It would give them the ability to sit with someone who has had... 999 failures with nothing to show aka me and say hey that's all right we'll get it next time someone who truly understand to never leave a conversation with a bitter ending because any conversation could have been our last someone who does not waste their time on pride or shame to let me know how much they love me and appreciate me because our days are numbered someone who knows how to love and that is why love is the prerequisite right once that prerequisite is met you're kind of just choosing your flavor like picking your icing on the cake the only difference is their flavor will always change and your taste will always change sometimes you'll be on the opposite ends of one another in You can't be further apart, seems like at least, but there will also be times of sweet serendipity where things just line up and everything just feels so right. Those will be the times where we know we have experienced most, if not all, that love has to offer from its worst down to its best and see that regardless of whether it's the worst the best, or anything in between, there will always be something to gain and something to lose. Those will be the times where we fall in love with our partner over and over again, falling deeper and deeper each time. It is precisely these shared moments of Genuineness when you are at your lowest and your partner chooses to stay by your side and cheer you up the way they know how, be it through food or cuddles or headbands, through access services or comforting words, through entertainment using their top-notch humor or world-class dancing skills. Or when you are at your best and you are able to set up just the perfect date for them like a late night drive to watch the sunset from the hills, or cuddling in bed watching her comfort movie for the 57th time with her favorite chips and dips, and as these shared moments pile up day after day, slowly but surely we are finding more and more reasons to love the person that has been with us through thick and thin, for better or for worse. Yes, Love indeed needs no reason, but you, well, you do. It's been me, Armlet, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.